Hi, this is Dr. Ross Carter with the Medical Influencer Show. Today, my special guest is Dr. Terrence Young. Welcome to the show, Terrence. Dr. Terrence Young. You. <laughs> Sorry about that. <laughs> Thank you, Dr. Carter. <laughs> You're welcome. You can just call me Ross. It's fine. <laughs> so, Ross. So, uh, uh, Doc, your your area. Um, you're you're a physician, and how long have you been a physician? I've been a physician since '96, so ah. 24 years now. Yeah, that's when I started too. Fantastic. And your specialty is is really an OBGYN, correct? Correct. Perfect. But right now, your focus is a little different than in, than the you know the business end. You're more in helping doctors that are or looking at helping doctors that have basically got to the point of burnout, right? Because that that's a problem right now, right? Absolutely. In in light of the the COVID nineteen outbreak, and we were before this this event occurred, we had physician burnout at a rate of around fifty one to fifty. Three percent. That's really? going to significantly increase. Yes, it, it was. Um, it How varied long across does the it take a position to, to get to that point? What, what, what would you say it takes? How long is that? I would say probably on average ten years plus. But you can have a lot of different factors that will alter that. The the mechanics of the practice is this solo practitioner. Uh, that may not have the optimal call coverage. Is this a, a practitioner that doesn't have the financial resources of a large institution backing you up, which can be devastating in this situation because especially surgeons, you're not able to operate. You're going to have decreased patient volume because of contact isolation. So many different factors that can lead to that. Wow. Yeah, I can imagine. But I didn't know it was that high. 51 to more than 50% of people get burned out. That's a yes. That's scary. It's scary. What's even more scary is I last time I checked, I think physicians were at the top or number one as far as physician suicide. I saw and that too. Yeah. So it, it's a significant problem. Well, I, you know, um, I've, I've been through my own experience with that. So I, I definitely understand when you just get to the point of frustration. What is it that, I guess, how do you prevent that? Or how do you reverse it when someone is, when a doctor is to the point of like, I just can't do this anymore. I, you know, what is it? Is there a way to reverse that or, or change their perspective so that they don't, uh, so they can get a new wind or whatever you want to call that? How, how do you how do you help somebody with that situation? Well, the the optimal way is to be proactive with it and make sure that the physician has an understanding of exactly what does he want in a practice and where is he in his practice at that same at that existing time. So, finding out the optimal mechanics is this a practice that allows the the balance of work and home lifestyle that he wants? Is this a practice that is financially stable for him in the long run? Is this a practice that gives him the ancillary support that he needs in the office so that he doesn't feel like he's going to get burned out seeing 40 plus patients a day? If you can, if you can tailor the physician to looking more specifically instead of just the finances, but the underlying mechanics of the practice, that alone can help the physician from going into a bad situation from day one. 
when you're dealing with physicians that are more advanced, that are already approaching burnout, then working on, okay, where are the deficiencies from a work-life standpoint? Is, are there opportunities for us to augment the home lifestyle so he can have more satisfaction? Are there opportunities for making tweaks within the organization? Are there resources that the organization can offer to the physician as far as burnout? And can that be done in a confidential um, manner? Because as you know, physicians are the worst patients. We're, we're, not gonna, we're not gonna go in asking for help because we have that heroic Superman mentality that we're invincible, we can do anything. Yes. So organizations may have to be a little bit more proactive instead of waiting for the physician to come out to them, having programs or networks in place where they're periodically are checking up on the physicians. Wow. Yeah, that, that's definitely important. How did you get involved in this part of the field in this area? I, I had caught the bug when I was in my uh, current position that I started uh, around the 2011 area time frame. And what happened was our program, our, our organization was looking at uh, lean methods and ways to, to optimize the practice. And part of that was personal development. So the great thing at that time was they were coordinating uh, with a large personal development and um, leadership institution. And they were offering the, the, the classes and the levels for free. So I, I jumped on it. I went through all the levels, did their coaching certification, went back and actually coached some of the, the students that were coming through the system. So that that's really what got me interested in them. Like, I'm, I'm good at, at being able to, to help people as far as analyzing where the deficiencies are, supporting them just from a burnout standpoint, even more uh, just because of the, the burnout that I was experiencing last year. So you've actually had kind of the same, this experience, so you know what it's like. I know what it's like. Um, like from a personal level, I, I had significant losses in, in my family. I, I had a, my son that, was, that passed away after three days of age because he was born premature at 23 weeks. And that was hard on my wife and I because we were trying to, to uh, achieve pregnancy for seven plus years. Wow. And what even made it tough being an OB person, you lose your child and then you back into delivering other people's babies within two to three weeks. That, that, that's, that's, that's hard. And then about five months after that, losing my father. So I had to to self-reflect and look at my own ways that I, I would teach other people to help with well-being and mindset and use them myself to be able to bring me back from most of brink because I almost called it quits at that point. Wow. What did you find to be the most beneficial for you? What, what it, is there, is there rituals or practices that you utilize on a daily basis that you, that help? Meditation every day, every single day, meditation in the morning journaling. That is, that is key for me. Every morning I'm journaling. And the other big thing is just a, a gratitude book. 
So writing down the, the seven to 10 things that you are grateful for each and every day. And it doesn't have to be big. You can be grateful for being able to see the sunrise. You can be grateful for having a roof over your head. It's just the little things that you need to take for granted that are, when you add them up, they're going to slowly help with your mental just and spiritual well-being overall. And you do all that in the morning? Is that typically when you do it? I typically do most of that in the morning and then in the evening. I, I do my journaling twice a day. So once in the morning, that helps organize my day, right. allows me to, it gives me that pathway for the day. And then in the evening, I, I do journaling as well. I call it my O2E, my opportunity to excel. What went right, what went wrong, and where's my opportunity to get a little bit better for the next day. That's beautiful. So uh, did you, have you written about, you know, this, this process that you utilize or have you talked about this before? I have. I, I wrote a book approximately two years ago. It's called Foundation Focused Freedom. So it's a three-step process for achieving the lifestyle that you desire. I, cre I creatively tied it into obstetrics. So the Foundation Focused Freedom is first trimester, second trimester, third trimester, yeah. and then you have your rebirth because okay. we are trying to build a new version of you. <laughs> the rebirth. <laughs> That's clever. Yes. Asked, yeah. So the, the, uh, the biggest question that we start with is the foundation, and that is defining who you are. So many people want to start with the why. Why do you want to do this? Why yeah. do you want to do that? That's, that's okay, but if you don't know who you are, what your core values are, what your belief system is, what are the limiting beliefs that are holding you back, you're going to struggle to try to achieve the steps to get to the lifestyle that you desire. And, and do you walk someone through about how to determine who they really are? Yes. So it's the, the book goes through the process or if I coach people, I, I focus around six categories of the, the person, um, financial, spiritual, emotional, physical, um, business, and family. So those are the six core categories I focus around. I have a list of, of 10 questions that I ask each person. Mm -hmm. It takes about an hour in the process. And then what I do about a week later is I formulate that into their vision statement. So I, I create a, about a 25-minute vision statement that I'll read back to the person and that starts the, the guideline for exactly where they are. That's their foundation. And then from there, it's a matter of uh, having, asking the right uh, questions and having the client, where exactly do you want to start? Do you feel like you need to start from the financial standpoint? Well, looking at the numbers, it looks like your family is the most critical thing that we need to address first. So, Instead of me giving people the answers, I let them guide me with creative questions because everybody has their own answers. It's just a matter of asking the people the right questions to have them answer their own questions. And so you, so basically you take the, the test results from that test and figure out where they're most needing help, and then that's where you focus your attention. Absolutely. Absolutely. Beautiful. And... Um, so once a doctor, I guess, determines or you help determine who, who they are or who, who I am in this case, 
where do you go from there? Once, once I know who I am, what, what, how does that help me? After the most important thing is determining who you are. So after that helps you, that's going to really help significantly as far as bringing you back from that burnout stage or slowing down that progression towards burnout. Then we start to look at things a little bit more from the, the business standpoint. Okay. Mm -hmm. Now that we have you at a point that you're stable from a mindset and a well-being standpoint, let's look at your business. That's what I was talking about in the beginning. What are the, the criteria, the, the, the different, uh, what's the word I'm looking for? The, the different parameters that you have of your business. How is it set up from electronic medical standpoint? How is it set up from an ancillary standpoint support system? Where is your optimal business that you want to, to get to? And then merging and finding that common ground and deciding, is this the, the business that you feel that you have that opportunity to either work with the administration if you're part of a larger, larger organization, or do we need to seek alternate avenues of, of business? And the person that I collaborate with, Dr. Paul Rand, one of the other things that he does is we will, will you look at corporations and businesses because he's based out of the, the Seattle area. And he's had phenomenal work as far as determining what are the, the tweaks that can be done from a business standpoint to optimize not just the bottom cash line of the business, but the, the patient, not the patient, but the employee satisfaction and overall well-being, creating a, a culture where everyone feels that they have a voice. So he's worked with the larger corporations like Google and Amazon, when Amazon was less than 100,000 people, now I think Amazon is around 900,000 plus people. Amazing. Mm -hmm. um, so it's just a matter of taking them through the, the steps on then optimizing things from the business standpoint. So once you figure out who you are, then you can see if your, your business is reflecting you who you are or if you need to maybe go somewhere else or do something different is that correct absolutely and so you help guide people in this and, and you help guide doctors through this process to to figure out if they they need to make a uh, what what changes they need to really make in their life to feel fulfilled is that accurate absolutely absolutely i love that and and have you helps doctors that have been in a, I guess, a situation that wasn't, uh, wasn't helping them be who they are? Did they have to move on and maybe open their own practice or a change to another practice? The majority were able to find out that the, the issues and problems they had were not as severe as they originally thought. Uh, a lot of times people will just blow out a position way more than it actually is because you're, you're dealing with initially the mindset that's overworked, that's stressed, that's frustrated. But once you get back to a, a place where they're balanced and they have that well-being and they can clearly look at the situation without any of the negative emotions or aspects attached to it, well, it, it really wasn't as bad as I thought. It's just a matter of making some small tweaks here and there 
so that the majority of people are able to be able to stay in the same location. Yeah, those little tweaks really make a difference, don't they? You know, when you're, you're headed this way, if you just turn just a little bit, it seems like a little bit, but it really, in the end, it's really a difference, right? So, Absolutely. So especially if you're, you're having some, and you can be more reactive at that moment in your life when you think things are against you, then you just are reacting and you can over exaggerate a lot of, uh, of things that may be occurring, right? Absolutely. I love that. And I love that. And so, so your book talks about the foundation, the focus, uh, and then the freedom in you discussed, uh, I assume the foundation has to do with the, the rituals that you had mentioned before. Is that accurate or correct? That's, that's the foundation morning rituals, focusing on, on meditation, determining what are your limiting beliefs, the, and then also looking at what are your, your core values? What are your strengths or your assets that you have? Mm-hmm. The, the focus is more of, it's, it's developed more around just fear. Are you focusing around the things, the fears that are holding you back? And then going through a process of identifying your fears, taking people through different techniques to help alleviate the fears that they have, and then going through like different visualization scenarios. And in the book, there are four different visualization scenarios that I take you through because not a lot of people are really adept or comfortable at visualization. So starting you very slowly, just imagining some small tweaks to a visualization step where you see yourself 10 years in the future as if this is the lifestyle that you have now. The, the freedom portion is more going back into the, the mindset and the action steps. Now you have the freedom to make the choices that you have because you don't have your limiting beliefs. You don't have outside influences that are holding you back from achieving the things that you desire. And the mindset also understanding that you've always been free. Freedom is not based on, on your job. It's not based on your boss. It's not based on a bad marriage. Freedom is just a mindset. So getting them past that part, and then they move on to the, the action steps. Because there's a second book that I have, um, which oh. is a, yeah, yeah, I actually, I didn't, this is not a plug for the book. I just happen to have it right next to me. But there's a, there's a second book that I have, which is a, it's a 90 day planner. Now this is your uh, book that too? Takes, excuse me? This is your book too? Yeah, yeah. This is the this this is the sec. I actually wrote three books. Oh, okay. <laughs> so so this one is crushing your next ninety day journal. So um, that is uh, it takes you through a process with uh, morning and then evening uh, journaling uh, to help you along the way. I I break it down into smaller steps because people will tend to look at a a 90 day goal and just get overwhelmed. So you, you have to really piecemeal it. I break it down into monthly goals, weekly goals, and then your daily activities so that it it makes it a lot more manageable for, for people. So it looks like the book that you wrote, you're actually utilizing. Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. I, I pretty much journal it uh, every day. So yeah. You know, That's why I have it by my side because I, I use, I'm a believer of using my own work. So, you know, and I think that that speaks highly for your book. If you actually do what it says in there and it's not just some written book that, you know, you, you just threw up 
for people that you don't actually believe in? No, I'm, if I don't have my book, I get lost. <laughs> <laughs> I, I totally understand. I love that. Well, well, that's awesome. Dr. Young, thank you so much for that. Is there anything that I, that I, that I failed to mention or I missed to talk about? The only thing I would mention is um, our, our free resource that we have on, yes. on LinkedIn. Yeah. Mm -hmm. um, what I created with uh, Dr. Paul Rand was a 14-day free, free resource on LinkedIn that's geared towards the healthcare providers on the front lines, physicians, nurses, EMTs, but it can also apply to those that may be furloughed and, and shut in or may have lost their job, unfortunately. And it's a 14-day journey that focuses on, on the mindset and well-being. Again, asking that question, who are you? So through writing exercises, through reading exercises, through videos that we recommend, through song, different little techniques that we rec recommend on each of those 14 days to start that process for, for well-being. Beautiful. And how do people find it? If they go to my, my LinkedIn profile, um, um, Terrence Young, MD, I believe it's like LinkedIn forward slash Terrence Young, MD. I'll have to look up the, the specific link, but I'm, I'm pretty easy to, to find once you type that in. Um, then they'll, they can just go back through the, my previous post and they'll, they'll see the, the activities. Beautiful. And do you have uh, a, like a website that you'd like to share with us? Yes, absolutely. Uh, that is www.terrenceyoungmdterenceyoungmd.com. So when you go on that website, um, you'll be able to sign up for the email list. You'll be able to see the speaker reel and the speaker talks that I refer to. Or if you want to have a one-on-one -on -one conversation to see if I'm the person that can potentially help you, love to, to talk to anybody in your audience. Perfect. Sounds wonderful. Well, uh, Dr. Young, it was a pleasure. It was funny when you said, you said uh, Young MD, and I was thinking, you know, back in the 80s, I know you know where this is going, right? <laughs> young MC, right? MC, yes. <laughs> I was like... <laughs> You're, you're Dr. Young MC, MD. Sorry, but it just came to my head. Sorry, it just made me laugh. No problem. You know, when you turn 50, all, those, all the 80s come back. <laughs> yes, they do. I love it. Well, Dr. Young, it was a pleasure speaking with you. Thank you so much for, for coming on the show today. Thank you, Dr. Carter. I appreciate everything. Perfect. Thanks.